Well, hello there, Internet family. It's Lee, your cruise director, back with another episode of the Tea with Lee podcast. As always, before I dive in, I do have to remind you that all views and opinions expressed on this show are mine alone and in no way, shape or form do they reflect those of Carnival Cruise Line, those wonderful people uh, that I used to work for feels like a very long time ago and I hope to work for again in the not too distant future Uh, but that seems to be out of our hands at the moment so cross your fingers for me and hopefully I'll get back to work soon but the disclaimer remains the same this is me me and only me well me and my friend today um, but this is a privately produced and, and whatnot podcast so don't go shouting at carnival if you don't like what I say <laughs> uh, okay Today's episode is a really exciting one for me because uh, I've managed to rope in one of my best friends to feature on the podcast. He is somebody that I met on a cruise ship when I went out to Australia working for Carnival. Uh, we made great friends over there. We will be friends for life uh, no matter where life takes us. And he's got such an interesting journey. So I thought, why not get him on the show. Um, Not only that, okay, I don't want to spoil the episode for you, but he's currently in an airport. So if his audio is a little weird or you hear some kids screaming in the background, it's because he's currently in an airport. He's very excited because he's about to go back to work. Yes, he is going to be one of the first crew members back on a ship sailing somewhere around the world. Um, I can't talk about the company that he's sailing for because it's evidently not the company that I'm allowed to talk about. But we won't dwell on that. Um, Right, without further ado, I guess I should give him a call. Hello? Hey, Jeff, how are you? I am greatly. How are you, buddy? I'm fantastic, and I'm so thrilled that you managed to find some time in your five-hour layover to come and feature on the podcast with me. Look, thanks for having me on. I listen to it every every episode you put out, and I really uh, appreciate you having me on. Oh, well, thank you. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, allow me to make an introduction. This is the incredible Jeff Edstrom. I worked with him on the Carnival Legend and the Spirit. Not the legend, just oh, the spirit. You know what? In my heart, I feel like you were on the legend as well, Jeff. <laughs> uh, it was on the carnival spirit out in Australia. Um, and he was working as a media manager. So, Jeff, as I jump in with all of my guests on the podcast, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and your career? Um Maybe up until the point where we met, and then we will unpack the rest of our journey as we go through the episode. Sounds like a plan. So for me, I was born in Canada, so I'm Canadian and newly American as of a couple of years ago. I've lived in Arizona for 10 years. I moved to Mississippi uh, back in 2006, and I graduated from the University of Alabama, Roll Tide. Uh, and after about a year after graduating from Alabama, I started working on cruise ships where I started for Carnival. And my first ship was Carnival Victory back in 2015. Carnival Victory, which is a, a, a wonderful full circle because I was scheduled to um, go and take her out after her facelift. You know, sometimes we have a little nip and a tuck. I've got fake teeth and some people have like Botox <laughs> or facelifts and stuff. Victory's having a little That's bit right. of work done and, and I'm going to go and call her my, well, I was supposed to be calling her my new home. I presume I will, but 
I mean, I haven't seen a schedule yet. <laughs> One day, right? One day. Yeah. So media manager, Jeff, for Carnival, um, what, what does that role entail? So with that role, you kind of have your hands in a bunch of different pots. So, you know, you're in charge of the fun times, which mm -hmm. every guest gets in their stateroom. Uh, you're in charge of the app, the Carnival Hub app, uh, movie scheduling, sports scheduling, digital screens around the ship, just a little bit of everything. And uh, you're just helping out the entertainment team as much as possible as well. Yeah, I think the media manager role is integral to the smooth running of the entertainment department. You're kind of an unsung hero, really, in, in behind the scenes without a media manager everybody's life would be so much harder and things wouldn't work. <laughs> oh, 100%. And, you know, for me, I was always out and about, I feel like, a lot more than the other media managers. I know a lot of them stay behind the scenes, but I'm always out and about and hanging out with the guests and going to the shows, listening to live music at night, you know, just uh, making sure that, you know, I'm a huge entertainment guy myself, so I always love to go out and uh, enjoy the entertainment every night. Yeah, you were involved in absolutely everything. Um, but your role, your role really it is supporting um, the entertainment director in their kind of schemes and plans because it's, it's a strange balance, right? The entertainment director kind of uh, puts together a program of what activities and events will happen on board. And then your shoreside office and supervisors would tell you, okay, this is the movie selection or these are the sports games that we have the rights to squeeze them in somewhere you you were kind of like um the one-stop shop for everything because then you had to deal with the spa and the shops and get everyone's promotions and deals and steals and events all programmed into the app and that was that was all your responsibility right Right. So especially with the app on board Carnival Ships, you work with all the other department heads as well. And so we all kind of work together to make sure that everything is a seamless transition from event to event or activity to activity and uh, make sure that everything is scheduled properly and make sure all the guests are properly informed of everything happening around on whatever ship you're on. Yeah. And, and you know what? I am a firm believer and I would say this uh, confidently on the podcast because I would say it to anybody in the Miami office as well. I think the media manager is a, a right hand to the entertainment director and is probably the only person in the department that really understands the role of the ED and would be a, a perfect transition from media manager to move up the ladder to then become a, an ED. Yeah, I think that is the easiest transition for a media manager. And really, I feel like logistically, the only proper transition to go from media manager is to transition into an ED role, an entertainment director role. I think they kind of go hand in hand. And, you know, the media manager is kind of the ED's right hand man. And you're able to assist in not only scheduling and uh, you're just you're just there to help him or her and uh, make sure that everything gets done. Essentially, you're you're just, you know, in charge of making sure that the work gets done. Working your magic. Yeah. Managing the media or as you guys and managing girls the media put on <laughs> Facebook all the time. Hashtag media managed. Um, but that was that was kind of your aspiration, right? I, I think it's fair to say that you had your sights set on on climbing the ladder and and ideally becoming an entertainment director, right? 
That was the goal uh, back when I was a media manager. The The goal was to become an entertainment director. I really felt like I could do the job and I could do it well. Um, but unfortunately, with entertainment director, there's just not a lot of movement within that position. There's yeah. so many folks that just stay in that spot. So there's not many open, you know, vacancies. Yeah. Um, to be able to fill. And so unfortunately that never happened for me, but uh, you know, onto, onto other adventures and uh, other opportunities come about from it. Yeah. Cause you, you eventually parted ways, unfortunately. And I was very sad. Well, it's a, it's such a hard one from this side of the fence, Jeff. And, and I, we've had countless conversations about it that I supported you wholeheartedly and understood your, your decision and, and why you, you decided um, to, explore the avenues that you did but at the same time i think you were one of the best maybe i'm biased because we're, we're friends but uh i thought you were a, an absolute asset to every ship that you were a part of so um you went on a little adventure didn't you and i think we can talk about this one because it's within the within the carnival corporation uh but you went to work for for a sister line I did. So I ended up uh, getting a really cool opportunity with P&O Cruises out of your your folks over there in the UK. And so I was on P&O Britannia, which was sailing out of Southampton for about half the time, and then out of uh, Barbados the second half of the time. Yeah. So for anyone that's listening that's not familiar with the P&O fleet, Britannia at the time was their biggest ship, their flagship, their, their equivalent of, uh, I suppose, Carnival's Panorama right now. Um but she was she was a big deal, and you were working for them, and you you had a fancy uniform, didn't you, Jeff? <laughs> I had the you know the officer whites. I uh, you know always had to look sharp with my one and a half stripes up there, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's a great cruise line if anyone gets the chance to sail with P and O out in the UK or in the Caribbean. Uh, definitely do it. It's they have a lot to offer. Beautiful ships. I I can't speak highly of them enough. They're yeah. they're great. Yeah, a different flavor of the, the corporation as well. And it's something that I try my best um, to explain to our guests because often we have people at sail with us that, that, you know, will be through and through like they live, eat, breathe and bleed Carnival Cruise Line. Um, and there are other people that, you know, experience other lines. And I think the industry cruising is like a buffet and you can pick and choose what flavors appeal to you at a certain time, maybe at a certain time in your life, maybe your family arrangements, one line suits you if you're cruising with kids, others if it's like a romantic getaway. And then as you get through life, as you're moving into, um, do you mean, the later portion, the more senior years, and you're wanting a little more peace and quiet, or you're wanting to slow down a little bit, there are lines that cater to everybody's needs. Um, P&O, I think, fit in a very similar vein to Carnival um, maybe not as vibrant and fun as, uh, well, for their marketing purposes anyway. They're not like the fun ships, but they are family friendly as well as for, for couples and, and even seniors as well, right? They, they cater to everyone. Absolutely. They cater to everyone. They have events and activities just like Carnival does. They, their entertainment is fantastic. You know, their shows are amazing. On Britannia, I've only seen the ones on Britannia, but they were incredible. Um, they, they obviously, they cater definitely to... Uh, middle-aged folks, but they also have, 
you know, entertainment for everyone. They have kids, you know, kids club and they've got, uh, you know, a lot of older folks that cruise there and just enjoy after, you know, the post retirement days and uh, just go sailing on P&O. It's it's honestly they have a, a really good, really good program there. Yeah. And then uh, then, of course, you've you've moved to your current line, which unfortunately has to uh, has to remain nameless. And as much as I would love to joke and and rhyme a sound that was close to your company name. I mean, I quake in fear of getting in trouble with any of this stuff. So we won't we won't tell them where you work. I think if anyone puts, you know, puts two and two together, they could probably figure it out. Yeah, but so um, we'll leave it at that. You you work for a different company now, and um, how's how's that? Because you were you were sailing for this uh, company that shan't be named before the world paused, right? I was. So I was working for this company for uh, over a year, about a year and a few months. And, you know, until obviously the pandemic hit and everything kind of got shut down. Yeah. But I mean, I really enjoy it. I feel like the the ships are beautiful. The management on board and my short side team, you know, they're so supportive. They're great. I really, I really love what that company has to offer. And I can't wait to get back. Honestly, I think that um, I think that, you know, sometimes people give um, give other cruise lines a bad name or they talk poorly of other cruise lines. But every cruise line has something to offer for someone. Yes. And this cruise line is is something that, you know, I didn't know much about until working for them. And now I absolutely love them. And I would go cruise there on my vacations easily every time. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there is that that tendency for people to, I think the American term is smack talk. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. Talk smack or yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's another one that rhymes with ship, but we won't, we won't go there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, like smack talk each other. And even, even with the cruise directors, this is something that I've spoken about with, with a handful of my fellow cruise directors, in fact, because we are like a single entity on board uh, a lot of the times guests kind of pitch us against each other in, in competitions or rivalries that we didn't even know that we're involved in. <laughs> right. hundred percent. Absolutely. And I feel like that's just the, that's just the territory as well, because it's always, uh, it's a very competitive, competitive industry. Yeah. And so everyone is so loyal to their company that they're the first thing they want to do is they want to bash the other companies. They're like, no, you know, everyone, we're all in the same industry. You know, we're all in this together. And especially this time, of, you yeah. know, this time of year with everything that we've gone through over the last year, you know, we're all in this together. We all want to get back sailing and we all look forward to uh, cruising safely again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head there, especially through everything that's transpired over the last 12 months or so. There is a definite sense of um, togetherness and unity coming across the, the cruise industry as a whole. Now, of course, business is business and everybody wants people to come back to, you know, their business. Um, but it has been inspiring to see that sort of support, that unilateral support. And, and even the presidents and CEOs recently got together in Florida and they all spoke out about these restrictions from the CDC and everything. And I think it's nice to see them working together. Definitely. Absolutely. And that's the way that, you know, things are going to get done is working together, you know, teamwork, even if you're different companies, you know, like you said, 
pitted against each other in the long run, but you know, when it comes to business, but we're all working together to be able to get back, start sailing again out of the U S and I'm sure everyone listening to this podcast can't wait to get back either. Yeah. Which is a great segue because you're currently in the airport about to go back. Uh, you're going to go back to work and you're, you're a pioneer really, as far as the, uh, the cruise industry goes, there's not many ships out there that are sailing and you are, uh, you're going to be among the first. Yeah, you know, especially not out of Asia. So there's a few ships out of Asia that are currently sailing, but this will be one of the first out of Europe sailing. Um, and we're going to be sailing to Norway, uh, Netherlands, Spain, Italy, uh, all all around uh, Europe. And it's going to be great. And I can't wait to get up there and get started again. It's been so long. I'll have to kind of remind myself how to work again. Yeah, right. You're going to have some adventures out there on the seas. Um, Absolutely. There's some incredible parts of the world that you're going to be exploring. I mean, you saw a lot of those parts with, with P&O, right? Yeah, I saw a lot of them. But there there will be definitely some new ones that I haven't been to. Um, so early on, whenever we start back sailing in June, It'll be really exciting to see these new places. I'm a big, big, um, I love to see new ports. I don't care if I get off the ship for five minutes. I, just to be able to walk in a new country and say, you, you know, you've crossed off another country off the list. You know, as of right now, I'm 44 countries in and I can't wait to, you know, get to 50 and go on and on from there. So I'm really excited to go exploring. I love that. Have you got, have you got an app to track your travel? Do you use? An app? I absolutely do. Yeah, I got um do you, I do you use Bean? I don't. I use I can find out for you uh which one it is, but I do have an app that I, oh. I use to track. I it's use called Pin Traveler. Pin Traveler, I'll look that one up. I mean you can't have enough apps. I've got one no. called Bean and it breaks the, the whole globe down into regions and you just check off countries in each region and it even does like states of the United States. And oh, tells nice. you what percentage you've done of each, like of the world or of the United States. It's, it's really cool. I, oh, I brilliant. Like it. I'll need to look that one up too. Um, now, one thing, now we've got onto like phones and tech and apps and stuff. Um, one thing that you started doing, well, we both started doing together was taking pictures of the shows, right? Oh, yes. I love that. I absolutely loved seeing your pictures. You inspired me, and and hopefully, I think there's a, like a two way street on on that stuff. Oh, look, your your photos are incredible. Obviously, you have nicer equipment than I have, and I, let me tell you, you know, obviously the equipment isn't everything, but you can tell a difference, and your photos are incredible. I I look at your photos in awe. It's it's truly, um, truly inspiring for me as a amateur photographer you know taking shows taking photos during the shows or landscape photography you know just seeing yours is incredible i absolutely love it well i love seeing yours as well so that's that's mutual um and through that sort of um creative uh outlet i guess there was this sort of added investment in seeing the shows so for our audience that are listening to the podcast because i appreciate many of them are carnival cruisers can I ask you, what was your, your favorite show? What show do you miss right now because Oof. you're not you're not on the fun ships, Jeff? That is that you know, that's really difficult. Yeah. Because as you know, I go to all the shows, I love all the shows. Um I would say the classic Epic Rock. You can't go wrong with Epic Rock. Um I loved Flick. Yes. And I really love Motor City as well. I'm a huge Motown guy. I love Motown music, so for me I loved Motor City. So 
epic. Uh, maybe America Rocks is too. I really liked America Rocks also. America Rocks. I, but you know what? I don't know why in my mind we were talking about these like unspoken rivalries and, and <laughs> creating rivalries that don't exist. I always put Epic Rock and America Rocks against each other. And why? Why would I do that? No one said America Rocks is the new Epic Rock or it's looking to replace it. But for some reason, my loyalty to Epic Rock never let me fully fall in love with America Rocks. Oh, I, and I understand it too, you know, because for me, I loved Epic Rock. It's hands down my favorite show. And it's the music. For me, the music is just, has in the title, epic. It's amazing. And I think the very first cast that I saw it on Carnival Spirit, uh, it blew me away. And from then on, I was, I was hooked. Um, there's some former playlist members that are no, that are still working for the company, but now in a office management role mm-hmm. um, that I remember seeing, I remember hearing and seeing this one guy uh, sing Bohemian Rhapsody and it blew it all. I was almost in tears. Like it blew me away. I was like, this is incredible. This is a show. Like this is exactly what I want to watch. Man. It was incredible. I can't wait. Just hearing you talk passionately because everybody that's listening, Jeff loves cruising. Like it doesn't matter whether he's at work or if he's planning a vacation, like Jeff just loves everything about cruising. But hearing you talk so passionately about the shows makes me instantly miss work like 10 times more than I thought I did before we jumped on this call. Oh, I've, I've missed it over this past year. Honestly, it's been, it's been kind of bittersweet, you know, because it's nice to be home with family and friends. uh, But at the same time, when you love what you do, it's, you know, you're eager to get back. You can't wait to get started again. Yeah, man. I mean, because that's been a roller coaster. What have you been doing during the pause? Like, can you tell us about your like land, <laughs> your land life? <laughs> land life has been interesting. It's been definitely an adventure. I have been trying to work and stay busy, trying to make some money because, you know, obviously we still have bills to pay regardless of if we're on ships or not. And so I've been doing the, you know, the food and grocery deliveries with, uh, Uber Eats and DoorDash and Instacart and shipped and all of that kind of good stuff out of the U.S. And then I also was able to get a job working for the state of Mississippi. So I was working in human resources uh, for the state of Mississippi, and I was doing that for about six months before I got called back to ships. And then- so I've been staying busy, and, and when I'm not doing that, I'm usually in bed on Netflix or, you know, Prime Video or something like that, watching and seeing, you know, figuring something else to watch and keep me busy. Yeah, man. I mean, you've had a, you haven't stopped. You, you, you literally haven't stopped. And I respect that because I think it's a, it's been such a trying time for everybody and everybody's circumstances are different. And there are people that are supporting families all around the world. And there are, there are people that have got like student, student loans that they're paying off and people that have moved out of their house that are, I mean, they've set themselves up independently and for whatever reason, they don't have a security net. And this has been such, such a difficult time for so many people. And you've stayed on top of it. You know, no matter what hand you've been dealt, you managed to stay afloat. Yeah, it's been challenging for sure. This is definitely one of the most challenging years of, I'm sure, I'm, I know I'm not alone, of pretty much all our lives, you know, because, you know, at, we were on such a roll in the beginning of 2020 and it just comes to a halt. Like, you know, what are we supposed to do now? You know, for me, I was on board a ship until May, late May, before I was able to get home. And once I got home, obviously everything was, so I had to, you know, I had to find something else to do. I had to figure out a way. 
Yeah. And, you know, you, you just have to have a determination, you know, and be able to, um, like I said, find a way. Persevere. And you have, and you've made it. I saw, is there, do you have like a sense of relief? Because you're sat, you are sat in the airport right now about to go and join a ship. Like, what's that feel like in your, in your heart right now? It's kind of surreal, to be honest. I, I didn't know if this day would come, honestly. Like, I, I had no idea when this was actually going to happen. And it happened very quickly. Mm-hmm. I got a call and said, hey, you know, are you willing to go to this ship on this date? And I'm like, yeah, I'm willing, but I need to get, you know, I need to get a new medical. I need to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. COVID tests and everything else. Uh, it has to happen very quick. And luckily, I was able to get everything done in time. And here we are sitting in the Atlanta airport. And uh, I've still got about two hours to go before my flight takes off. So I am psyched. I'm ready. I am ready to get back to it. And I'm sure you'll see my photos on Instagram as soon as I get back on board a ship. Absolutely. And I can't wait. I, I absolutely cannot wait. Um, now, you're about to go back to work and you, you're working on board within sort of digital media and, and that stuff. Like we said, you, you were a media manager when you were at Carnival and, and that's um, sort of your line of work. Do you mind if I ask you, like, in five years' time, and I get that we can't second-guess or plan anything after 2020 and all of the fallout, but providing that we remain on an upward trajectory and life keeps getting better, um, what, what do you imagine? What would be your goal for the next, like, five years, if I can ask you, put you on the spot? Are you going to work on ships or do you want to work on, on land or, like, what what? What are you going to do? You know, that's that's tough. And it, it's something that's crossed my mind, especially over the last year, because, you know, you start to rethink things. You know, you start yeah. to try and figure out what the next move is because you don't know how long this is going to take. Um, I think in five years, I, I don't think I want to be on ships in five years. Mm-hmm. I think five years, you know, I'll be 35, 36 years old, and I would like to hopefully maybe settle down. And um, I don't know if a family is in the future. I'm not really sure. But, we, you know, one I guess one day at a time. Yeah. And uh, I would ideally like it, my future. Yeah. Daydream. Job, daydream. Put it out oh, there. That's that is tough. I would love to work for a professional sports team in the U.S. doing some kind of media marketing, social media, uh-huh. digital media, content management, management, something like that to that extent for a professional sports team. If anyone knows me, they know I love sports. I'm so passionate about my sports teams. And I think that would be a dream of mine to be able to work for a professional sports team as well. Well, man, you, you put it out there now. So if anybody is listening to this podcast <laughs> that can get my friend Jeff involved with any sort of pro sports team, get in touch. Any right? connections, let me know. Find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. I'm out there. <laughs> he is. He's out there. And you know what? He works on cruise ships, so maybe you could arrange like a sit-down meeting on one of his ships somewhere. That would be a great excuse, right? <laughs> there you go. That sounds like a plan right there. Brilliant. But I think that sounds, yeah, I think that sounds like a, a great fit for you, um, utilizing your skills and your background and your experience and combining it with your, your love of sports. Like, what? That's a dream come true. It's It has everything that I want, and that's... Hopefully uh, in the future now that I put it out there, right? Yeah. got to manifest it. Yeah, I forced you. I forced you to put it out there. But That's right. I get what you're saying about this this past 12 months forcing people to kind of reconsider or, or reassess because one thing that really punched me swiftly in the gut 
was that um, in my current, I'll, I'll call it my current, despite the fact that I am sat at home, um, but <laughs> in my current career, that rug was pulled from under me, like, immediately. Nobody saw it coming. We were just just cut off, and that was it. And that's scary, like, because who knows what's going to happen. And and I did say, like, all things being well and we continue on this good path and, and the world keeps getting back to some sort of stability. But it was really sobering. Like, <laughs> I was drunk on fun and a good time and, and everything that I was doing. But to realize that my job was unessential, non-essential, on the ships to begin with and that the cruise industry was so vulnerable to just be shut down. And it's like, you know what? That sector is not important when we're dealing with the health and wellness of the world and and a nation. And I'm just like, my word, like if this happens again, like I don't know what direction I would go right now, Jeff. To like, Oh, it's tough. It's so honestly, it was so difficult because, you know, I remember when all of this went down, I was on board a ship and we were out of sailing out of San Juan. And when all of this was first announced in the U S I remember people were saying, oh, you know, it'll just be a couple of weeks. We'll be back sailing. No yeah. worries. You know, it's just going to be a couple of weeks. And I'm like, okay, fine. You know, that sounds good. You know, we'll be back at it soon. Let's get everything under control and we'll go from there one day at a time. And then come to find out, you know, here we are, March 20, whatever, 27th. And, you know, no, still, you know, majority of cruise lines, cruises, ships are still just anchored out somewhere off of a port. Yeah. So it's it's just wild. It really is. It's so eye-opening. It's so, it's just, a, it's been a strange year. Yeah, so strange. There's no other way of putting it. It's just been strange. So strange. Well, you know, getting away from the sort of terrifying unknown of the future and, right. and the, the doom Please. and gloom of everything that's been happening. Uh, you were on board. You came to sail on the Splendor with me um, most recently. And, and I had an, <laughs> a very embarrassing and unfortunate accident, didn't I? <laughs> That was so funny. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was it was great. It was brilliant. I was just sailing as a guest uh, just to visit you and uh, our friend Erica. And next thing you know, you're down in the medical center. And I'm like, oh, boy, what did he do? Oh, no. Mate. So that was. (laughs) I don't know if I can show you the scar. You still have your scar. Of course. It's that's with me for life. Oh, brilliant. Look at that. Incredible. For everyone that's listening, let me let me talk you through the incident, um, my great medical incident on the Carnival <laughs> Splendor, because I don't think many people know this story. So because you're our wonderful podcast listeners that have made it 30 minutes into this episode, just know you are privileged to a somewhat private story. Um Jeff was sailing. It was it was late at night. I'd finished work. We'd done whatever party on and shows and stuff that had been going on around. I think the we were getting pizza. Were we not getting pizza? And we went up to the Lido deck to get pizza, and the line was a little bit long. So because I'm the cruise director and I didn't want to take a guest's place in the line, Jeff was like, "Don't worry." I'll stand in line and I'll get us pizza so, you know, you don't look rude. Because one thing that Jeff has always been is polite and guest focused. But because he was a guest himself, he was like, look, I'll get you a couple of slices. Um, You know, you just do your thing. 
And inspired by Jeff's presence and our joint mutual love for photography, I thought, why not take a brilliant picture of the Lido deck while the movie was playing with all like the, the dive-in um, set up, all of the, the sunbeds with the, the blankets and the popcorn, all that good stuff. So I, in my suede boots, <laughs> so edged my way along a little wall. Now, this is all my fault. And just so you know, there's no, no blame on Carnival. There's no health and safety issue. I, in my suede boots, sh- shinned along a little wall and, and stood on the edge of the pool and balanced, precariously balanced on this, on this wall with my back leaning on a, a statue which has since been removed. <laughs> I think it's, Thanks to you. I think it's because she assaulted me. Um, but I was leaning on this, this statue and I was trying to do it like a sweeping panoramic shot on my iPhone. And I lost balance <laughs> and just kind of like slumped back and, and leant on, on the statue now, the statue was perfectly finished, but you've got to remember that it's a piece of art. It's not there for people to be playing with, leaning on, falling on, uh, using as a tripod armrest. And the one, the only one sharp bit of that statue um, punctured, <laughs> this is the best way to put it, punctured my inner bicep of my right arm and... Um, in trying to get it off, I, I kind of tore the skin even more. Uh, and very calmly, I kind of like just removed myself from the statue and said, hey, Jeff, uh, I, I, I've cut my arm. i got to go. You didn't really believe me, right? You thought I was being a clown or something. Um, and I, I very calmly kind of showed him what was going on. He was like, oh, my word, let me help. So I think you told the pool attendant that I needed medical attention. And he was a bit flustered and didn't really believe you because it was me. <laughs> this is the problem right. with being a cruise director when you hurt You're yourself. You're pulling a prank on everyone. And I was so calm about it. But I was like, no, look, and you very clearly made the point that I needed help and told the guy, I said I can walk down to the medical center, so you told the guy he needed to tell the medical center I was on my way, and then you got in touch with Erica, and before I know it, I am down in the medical center getting stitches in my arm with my friend who's visiting and my boss watching, and they had to give me a shot in my butt cheek and... uh, I still have the video on my phone, and I watched it the other day, too, and I was just dying. I was laughing so hard. Oh, it was brilliant. I was so nervous. I think that's one of the crowning moments of our, like, mutual friendship, me, you, and Erica, is, like, three amigos. And Because I said to her, I was like, Erica, Erica, I'm so scared. Can you sing me a song? And she sang, <laughs> she sang, she sang me a song with a lyric, something along the lines of, I don't know a song about stitches, but I do know a song about pirates. Arr! <laughs> ridiculous it was amazing i love erica i miss her so much yeah and then um, because Uh, erica was ed then the following week she was thoroughly grumpy that i was involved in the medical instant incident report for the entire ship in the hotel director's meeting um erica if you're listening i'm so sorry She'll never forgive you. Nah, but we had a good oh, time that, that trip. We went out in Puerto Vallarta. We went to a, a resort. We got haircuts at the same time. We Yeah, sure did. Yeah, we had a great oh, time. Oh, it was great. Yeah. It was I, a nice, quick, you know, great cruise. I loved it. I'm going to have to come visit you. 
I, that's going to be absolutely my goal. If I'm not back at work um, during this crazy summer, dependent on whatever decisions are made over in the United States with the, the CDC and everything that's above my pay grade, so I won't comment on it. Um, but if that stuff's not straightened out and I've got time on my hands, I am definitely going to have to come and visit you once Boris Johnson lets British people leave the country because we're not allowed to go anywhere right now. I can't wait for the day for you to join me, man. I, you know, whatever you need, you got it. You're always welcome aboard whatever ship I'm on. Ah, oh, thank you so much. Now, I'm going to start sort of rounding things off because uh, we're 35 minutes into this episode. And I do know that the people that are listening uh, probably have lives and things to do. So, Jeff, um, just before you, you, you go, you've had a lot of time at home. What were the things that you enjoyed, like the the kind of silver linings to the crazy time where you weren't expecting to have an extended vacation? What were the, some of the best things about being home? Well, honestly, it was just being with family, being able to spend an extended amount of time with family. I've always been close with my parents, and to be able to actually spend time with them more than, you know, two or three weeks is, honestly, it's been it's been a joy. It's been something that I've really looked forward to. And I was able to truly uh, cherish those moments. You know, I've been able to my, like my dad and I, we've, we've gone golfing a lot and that was a big thing for him, especially, you know, he's had a lot of leg surgeries and issues with his knee and his ankle and his foot and everything else. And so for him to come out there and join me and swing a golf club, you know, it was honestly, that was, that made me happy to be able to see him out there having fun, having a good time and actually enjoying, uh, you know, life outside. Yeah. Um, it was honestly, it was, it was great. It put a big smile on my face. Yeah. So that's a big thing that I've been, you know, really not taking for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, just spending time with family. That's been huge for me. Yeah, we were, we were all kind of worried about your dad because he, he had a, a fairly um, intense, like, knee, knee surgery and stuff going on. So getting that time with him and seeing him through a recovery to the point where he's out playing golf with you, I can see how that was uh, a, a real blessing, a, a real silver lining. I've never, you know, I honestly never thought the day would happen. You know, it, he's been dealing with these issues and injuries and infections and everything else since 1999. Oh, wow. So it's been over 20 years of <laughs> so many in, you know, injuries and surgeries and therapy. And, you know, we keep saying, you know, this will be the last one. This will be the last one. You know, everything's going to be good from here. And then, you know, God forbid something else happens and, you know, so you know, he's back in the hospital again. And so uh, he's, he's had it more rough than most. And I'm just happy to see him be able to get out and get about and actually enjoy life more. You yeah. know, the yeah, quality yeah. of life is, is so important, especially, you know, when, you know, you get to that point in your career and your life where you start, you know, slowing down a little bit, you know, it's nice to be able to sit back and truly enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a hard thing for us as well, I I suppose, as being, um, you know, children, (laughs) I guess, Uh, being away from your family and your your parents, like a career at sea is incredible. But I, I don't think people always realize the sacrifices that we actually make and it looks like we're living the dream and it's all fun and games but there are some very sort of um, serious sacrifices and compromises to what people would perceive as being like a very regular life what what would be normal yeah you know 
it's it's very difficult and i think a lot of people don't understand the sacrifices you make right you know some crew members whether it's you know like housekeeping or dining or you know bar staff they're gone for almost 10 months yeah 10 months out of the year and they have families they have a wife and kids and they don't see their kids for almost a full year like could you imagine it's it's so challenging and even for me as you know someone who's just on his own it's still very difficult to maintain a regular life on land yeah. you know maintaining your friendships on land or maintaining even keeping up with family it's really tough it's difficult it's very tough yeah so you know it's it's, it's one of those things that this pause gave us chance to to reconnect with family and friends and, and have a little bit of that taste of normal life. But just so you know, Jeff, I am so, so jealous that you're in the airport <laughs> going back to work. Like, I, I, I love my mom to bits. We've had this talk over and over again. She She's going to miss me when I go back. But we're at the point now where it's time. Um, it's time. And, you know, and I, and I love your mom. She's the sweetest person ever. And I know she, she loves you more than anything. And I know she can't wait for you to get back to doing what you love as well. So I know she's very excited for that to happen. I couldn't believe it. Just talking to my mom when she went out on that hike with you. Oh, it was brilliant. It was awesome. (laughs) Completely blindsided me because my mom, when we go on, on holiday and vacation, she just wants to lay around and tan and stuff. And I'm hard at work on board the carnival spirit. And, my mom and Jeff are hopping back on the ship after a tender day. And it's just like, oh, hi. Going on Isle of Pines, going on a hike. Oh, that's, the, that's such a brilliant hike, too. I love that place. Stunning. Yeah. Right, Jeff, um, we have 40 Let minutes. Let me tell in. you one thing, if you don't mind. Let me Hit tell me you one it. thing. On Carnival Spirit, yes. my very first cruise director was Eli Sharplin. Uh-huh. Love Eli to death. When Eli left, I was so sad because I was like, I don't know if anyone's going to be able to, you know, be as great as Eli was, you know, Eli and I were really close friends and then you come on board and we become best friends. And I honestly, I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be happier for, for you and your future endeavors. And, uh, I can't, you know, can't wait to come see you in England and, uh, be able to remain friends forever, brother. Oh man, it's mutual, but you know what? Um, the one common theme in both of those things that you had a great time with Eli and you worried that he left and then I came in, you understand that the, the common link there is actually you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm turning that back on you and maybe you're just a great guy that everyone wants to be oh friends with. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but before, you're making me blush, man. Oh my goodness. Before we start saying, no, you're the best. No, you're the best. Um, I'll right. stop rounding things off. Uh, but Jeff, thank you so much for, for appearing on the podcast, for giving me your time. I know you're an airport prisoner right now and have very little else to do. But we have been planning to arrange this for a while, haven't we? Absolutely. It's been a while. It's been a long time coming and I'm happy to be able to join you on your podcast. And thanks for having me. Well, it's been great. I really enjoyed it. It's a pleasure. And folks, I'll drop in the comments, in the comments, no, in the episode description, that's what I meant to say, uh, of this episode, uh, links to Jeff's socials. So if you want to get in touch with him, if you do know a sporting team that can give him his dream job in about five years, because right now he's going to be happy on a ship, but maybe uh, you can hook him up, got to be careful with how I say that one, hook him up um, with uh, with the dream job, who knows. Uh, but for now, as always, uh, stay up late, have fun, make memories. And I realized I haven't played the jingle from our mutual friend, Jeff. So to round off the episode, here's a little bit of Rowan. It's time for tea. It's time 
for tea with Lee. It's time for tea. Time for tea with Lee. Well, there we have it, folks. Another episode of the podcast in the bag. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that catch up with Jeff. And if you are still listening, you've got the uh, the <laughs> awkward statue stitches story from the Splendor. Um, like I say, not many people know that one because it's not the proudest moment of my cruise director career at all. Um, I couldn't have an episode of the podcast without reminding you about my wares available on the internet. Yes, all of that Lee, your cruise director merchandise over on shiptees.com. That's shiptees.com. Click on the menu. You'll find the Lee, your cruise director collection uh, and you can shop all of my goodies there. Of course, uh, some of your favourite cruise personalities are now represented on Ship Tees. You've got the likes of Stephen Schwartz, who loves you. He loves you more. Um, Eden Parker, Patrick Duffy from the Piano Bar. There's tons of people on there. Felipe Couto. Woohoo! He's in there. Um, so check out shiptees.com uh, because they've got something for everyone. You can customise, personalise, supersize, all of that stuff. Um, but for now, I'm going to let this music play us out. I look forward to talking to you again in a future episode. But the one thing that I look forward to more is cruising with you on a cruise in the not too distant future. Okay. Love you. Miss you. See you soon.